Hello, everybody. This is your favorite Bronze Age Spider-Man podcast. Here comes the Spider-Cast. As usual, I am your co-host, Michael, and I'm joined by... Joshua Mervell. And today we're going to be talking about some Spider-Man crossovers or appearances. Uh, we're going to start off with uh, the Incredible Hulk Annual Number 11. Uh, Marvel Team, uh, sorry, Marvel 2-in-1 Annual Number 7. And then we're going to finish things off with the Incredible Hulk Number 227. That's right, and this week we're joined by two special guests. First off, G.I. Jolie. Hi, everybody. I'm here again. <laughs> Welcome back. Uh, and uh, we also have a first-time guest, my good friend, uh, Andrew Magri. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for having uh, me. Yeah, yeah so- thanks, for, thanks for joining us. So yeah, you might be confused by the content, but we are a Spider-Man podcast. So my we first are. question, uh, Andrew, is are you a Spider-Man fan? Oh yeah, I have been ever since I was a kid. Cool. Like what era did you get into Spider-Man? Do you remember like your first issue or anything? Uh, that would be tough. I mm, I think for me it started with the movies. I mean, just because sure, okay. you know, as a kid, everyone loves the Sam Raimi kind of uh the trilogy there first comic though that would have been a while ago uh to be honest i'm not sure do you know like what era you started yeah was it like like clone era was it 2000s uh yeah it would have been 2000s i would have yeah yeah but then i i went back and read a lot of the older stuff once i knew what i was kind of doing nice so so yeah, so I've got a master list of every Spider-Man appearance. So these issues came up, and sometimes I flip through them just to make sure Spidey's in them, like, a lot. But in these ones, as you can tell, he's not in them very much. But no, it's okay, was... because it adds some spice to our podcast. Sorry, what were you going to say, Andrew? There was there was one of the comics where I was looking for him. I think it was the first one I read, and he was yeah. in there for one panel. Right. It's like, right. yeah. Yeah, and he's on the cover, so that counts. So the, um, yeah, he's on the cover, yeah, too, I guess. <laughs> He's just, he's, yeah, he's good. He's famous. So, yeah, so we'll talk about, let's talk about the annual first. This is one I remember because I had it as a kid. I remember this cover. It's really cool. And then I read it, and I remember why I don't remember the story. Uh, Yeah, so this is written by Bill Mantlo, who we know from Spectacular Spider-Man. And it's inked by Joe Sinnott, who's famous for doing... uh, 60s Fantastic Four with Jack Kirby. He's one of Marvel's best inkers. And it's penciled by Rich Buckler, who at the time was a fairly successful artist, but I think over the years, it's been proven that he swiped a lot of his panels from older Marvel artists. So he's kind of dismissed as like, you know, kind of a joke now to be honest. But there are some definitely some good panels in here that we could talk about later. But uh, yeah, but first let's talk about the story. So. Uh, yeah, this is a strange time in Hulk's history. This is right before he became, I guess, one of the times he became intelligent. So at, around this point, which we'll see in Hulk 277, he had Bruce Banner's brain in control of the Hulk's body. But this is before that. So he's still kind of the classic Hulk, Hulk that we all know and hate. So anyway, so in, in this story, <laughs> um, uh, Bruce Banner is trying to... Oh, no. Okay. Help. And I'm going to try and summarize this, but if I get anything wrong, you guys feel free to correct me. But he's trying sure. to force you himself bet. to become the Hulk, correct? Yeah. Yes. And he's doing that because why? Because I don't remember. 
<laughs> he's he's he showing seems strapped to some kind of chair. Yeah, he's tied himself to a chair and he's showing though. images. Um, That's right. He was trying to um, get the Hulk to remember because he was like obviously running around just destroying everything, and he's trying to get the Hulk to be, I guess, more in control. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Right. I don't remember. So basically, yeah. So he's this, with, this whole comic's a blur to me. <laughs> yeah, um, he's with the. He's always in this spaceship. He breaks out, and basically, the leader is there. And the leader is like the Hulk's main villain, and um, and basically the Hulk, <laughs> um, you know, exits the plane, falls down. He's fine. And now what's happened is is basically is that the entire Earth is being infected with a pandemic which is kind of a timely story here yeah <laughs> and so we you know we touch base on everybody we, we touch base with fantastic four with uh dr strange with peter parker which is why we read this issue and all across the earth people are trying to figure out the cure for this disease and basically um <laughs> spider-man uh has an encounter with them and uh oh i don't know right because he uh, they're, they're trying to do they're trying to do tests on people's blood and right. like they're trying to look at the virus um and how it's affecting people and mm-hmm. uh peter parker at his, at the lab is trying to uh figure out what's going on and he realizes there's some gamma radiation so he wants to go get a vial of the hulk's blood to test and compare to see if that's what's really going on but um, they start fighting because Hulk has a miscommunication with uh, Spider-Man. And he thinks that he wants to fight him. Right. And that's where he <laughs> wants to get the blood from. But uh, Spider-Man, it turns out, has this green virus or the green flu and faints <laughs> and is, is like taken away in an ambulance. And that's the last we see of Peter Parker, I believe, in this issue. Right. Thank you, Josh, by the way, for, for saving me there. And then what yeah. happens after that? <laughs> I, ju- I just read this a few um, days we, ago and I don't remember anything. Right. We cut to the Avengers and they go and they try to calm Hulk down because they see that he is um, rampaging through the city. Uh, who who has the fight? Oh, um, Yellow Jacket or Ant-Man Hank Pym uh, turns out that he also has the green flu. And uh, it's this like really weird convoluted story where the leader, I think, took some of the Hulk's DNA and is putting it in the water, and that's what's turning yeah. everybody green. Right. And yep. and the Hulk um, remembers that he has to get to the water. That's what it is, right? Just, and he, yeah. he kind it. of has like this weird memory link with with leader for some reason. Uh, and like he keeps getting these memories so like even when he's fighting spider-man he's also having like flashes to mm-hmm. um like previous encounters with the leader and right. it's leading him to this building and the avengers are kind of following him there to the building and it all leads up to this fi- like kind of final confrontation with leader and mm-hmm. uh, after he has turned like one of his assistants into like another leader like being like him and like he wants her to be his wife and it's this weird gross thing and uh, yeah they they end up um i think hulk ends up 
tackling the leader into the water. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't yeah. remember how how everything is resolved. Well, because it isn't. But yeah, um, basically, yeah, right. the Hulk they... tumbles with the leader. He disappears, and then the, the assistant is just left sitting, laying there, and the Avengers are kind of surrounding her. And like that's pretty much the end. It just ends. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and and another thing too is like we the conclusion that we pretty much get is as the hulk punches the leader into the water mm. he screams as he's falling to his what we think is his death he yells she was unworthy to be my bride anyways she'll soon revert to her normal self so it's like oh okay i guess everybody who has this flu is just going to be back to normal the end like yeah, it, there's it no is. conclusion it's that typical like villain thing. You're like, oh, you defeat me. Okay, that's fine. You win. Here, have yeah. everything back. <laughs> it, and it's also a case of over explaining. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, not even. I mean, it needs to be explained. But just it, this is so poorly done. But so now that we've summarized the story, um, so Andrew, this is your first episode. Why don't you tell us what your impression is of this comic? Um, I. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, it was all right. It was, like I said, like you were saying, there was not much of a conclusion, I suppose. They were kind of just like, everything happened within the last couple panels. They're like, oh, we found the guy, and we found the thing, and now we got to do the cure in the end. And you're like, oh, okay. Wrapped up pretty quick. But, uh, I mean, it was a, it was a kind of a fun story watching, like, Spider-Man trying to... You're like, oh, it's just all big miscommunication. Which, you know... Uh, uh, bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, there's some, there's some nuggets in like the good moments, like Andrew was saying. I actually kind of like that we cut to Peter Parker, and it's, it's definitely a natural way to include him into the story. Right. Because a lot of times he's just kind of thrown into somebody else's story. Peter Parker really feels like he belongs in the story when he is in it, and I think that. Like the confrontation with Hulk is fine. It's it's kind of fun having him contract this uh this flu and faint. I think actually adds a little bit of, of weight to it because we see that it can affect superheroes and super beings too. So like mm-hmm. nobody's really immune or safe from this thing. So it kind of makes this like this seem like an urgent thing. We're now worried about a character that we know, uh, but. We don't really check back in with him. Nothing like a couple of other people also faint and then it just ends. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like, you know, they had us, but it didn't really amount to anything. So we didn't really get to see a conclusion to that whole storyline. Right. Um, I'm also beginning to realize I don't think I really like annuals very much. Well, <laughs> annuals yeah. kind of suck. I, I really don't enjoy them they're just too long i i think that's that's the thing is they feel like they should be a normal size story but because it's an annual they really stretch it out as far right. as they possibly can and they just throw in as many characters as they can as well like they they're like okay this is the annual this is the big issue let's make it big let's get everybody who reads our comics to want to read this let's add all their favorite heroes in and that's that's what these annuals feel like and that's what this one ended up turning into for me by the end of it is it's just another 
drawn out story right. to show that we have all these characters and they all live in the same place. Right. But it just right. it it didn't have any meat there. There was no flavor to anything. Mm-hmm. So, uh, GI Julie, what do you think? Oh God. um just to kind of um springboard off of the thought of those like annuals i never actually thought about them well okay i've only ever had one thought which is why why do they exist Mm -hmm. um other than to like cap a year of publishing publishing the book which still doesn't make any sense, especially when you use it to tell this crappy story. (laughs) Right. So it's like, but here's the thing. It's like they involved. um, This is one of the things that I like about it. One. Hey, look, it's Spider-Man. Whoa, you're right. He does fit in, but they involve all of the, this iteration of the new Avengers. So you see other characters like, you see Jocasta, who I love, yeah. who I love to see. And it turns out that she's one of the, you know, she's immune because she's an alien. And everybody, and I think the Vision is immune as well. Is the Vision in this one or am I confusing yes. it with another one? Yes, yes, Okay. Yeah, so everybody who's like has alien sort of origins or isn't human um, like Peter or Iron Man or the Beast who isn't fainting and kind of out of it. Like they're all surviving and doing really well. Cap is doing okay because I think something inside of him, like he's probably infected, but he's just not um, succumbing to it as quickly as everybody else. Right. I guess he's, he um, also has some sort of radiation or something like that with the su- super soldier serum. Right. So right. Yeah. Sure there, you can kind of, uh, it's fine. Yeah, and I just it, it, it just seems like a like while you guys were talking, I flipped to the end because I admittedly don't remember how it ended either. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? Really quickly, I'm just going to go back to there, and oh, lo and behold, it's another like, yay, we work together message. It's like, okay, that's great, a message of working together and all types of people coming together for one for one common goal is great. Except for you did it in a really like poor way right so but it's very poor especially because it doesn't resolve the actual issue that happened if it was this bad guy is terrorizing everybody and we defeated the bad guy by working together sure whatever it like it it, it's not a good excuse to have that as an ending but at least it works here's like you work together to punch a dude and that ended a flu Mm -hmm. a deadly (laughs) flu what happened and and like the thing is, too, earlier, when Spider-Man gets knocked out, the paramedics that see him fall are mm-hmm. loading a body into a, um, not in a, in an ambulance, in, oh my god, what are the cars called that, that go a to hearse? funerals? A hearse. hearse. So people are actually dying from this green flu. Mm-hmm. So there's no conclusion no like, well no there, like there is but it's people are dying it is an ambulance no no no. i'm saying there is a conclusion it's just that uh, they kind of say uh uh where is it um uh cap says we know that the leader's antidote worked and we could get busy duplicating it thank heavens for the hulk so there is an antidote uh, yeah so there is i must have just missed that yeah it's just it's so here's the thing is that i enjoyed reading this 
because it was an excuse to show everyone's reaction to how they would deal with it. So it was fun to like touch base with all these superheroes. But yeah, the fact that all four of us read it and none of us remember how it ended is very <laughs> telling, right? Like it's so awkwardly, like if you just go to the last two pages, it's like they're standing there at like whatever this is, the water reservoir, the, the fall or whatever. And it's like, Avengers, we are observed. Two beings staring down at us from the shadows, both green. Like, it's just so bad. <laughs> like, there, there had to be a better way to do that. And then the way that the leader shoots the woman and, you know, and then the Hulk, you know, grabs him and they fall into the water. It's just really awkwardly done, you know? Oh, uh, I don't know. I mean, again... Yeah. It had a good feel. Like I, I enjoyed it, but it's not a good comic. Yeah, yeah. And I think, I think it's so disappointing for me because there's so much filler in this. It's huge. It's it, like it's an annual. There's 32 pages, and right. and you had to cram an ending in the last page. Like it's right, just, right. Uh, I hate that so much. Like it, I, I it's so unsatisfying. Well, like, the thing such is, an is, unsatisfying buildup. Yeah, like if I was, again, I'm not a professional artist or writer, but if I was, I would say, huh, the ending is probably the most important thing. So I'm going to plan out the ending so it works. Then I'll I'll pace the rest of my book to get to that. But it seems like a lot of times they just keep drawing and drawing and drawing. They go, oh, shit, we've got all, we've got five pages of story and we've only got one page left to tell it. Like, well, why didn't you figure that out before you got to the end, you know? Yeah, it, it really does feel like they just went straight ahead and started drawing before like laying doing layout or anything mm -hmm. like d doing any right, planning right. of panels um well but I, I will say the the art is really good i actually yeah. really enjoyed the art i really also enjoyed the panel layout and the panel designs right like, there's some pretty like interesting and unique uh moments and like the you know the the panels are on angles or like in the center mm -hmm. there's a circle surrounded by boxes like there's there's some really cool looking um uh there's some really cool looking panels i agree like and the thing is is because i know that he ripped off or swiped a lot of these panels obviously i'm not saying he's a great artist but he certainly used the page well like he was creative uh, everything looks really polished, you know, like there's mm -hmm. some, some good storytelling. There's a variety of close-ups, long shots, like you said, different angles up and down. So I actually did really like the art. Uh, Andrew, what do you think of the art? Um, I, I like that old, it's got the really old classic, obviously, because it's an older comic, but um, I, I was a fan of it. I do like that kind of stuff. So it was really cool, like the retro-y kind of uh, uh, style, I suppose. Right. Uh, G.I. Julie, what do you think? <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm just um, enamored with this glamour shot of Dr. Robert Bruce Banner, the Hulk, at the end. I'm still <laughs> on the last page. But, like, <laughs> I am just as angry as he is in this rendering that there is no actual <laughs> conclusion to the book. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, the, art, the art's great. I mean, there's some really weird like a lot of weirdness mm -hmm. um and i think it's oh god like digital 36 um just the way that cap is standing yeah like there's a couple of weird poses with cap ugh. in particular well, and I, yeah and part of me wonders it's like like what is that like yeah. where like where um sorry about the penciler i noticed in comics there's there's either people who are mimics 
people who actually know anatomy or people who uh yeah sorry mimics or people who know anatomy who can draw from memory and like that i don't know what that was born from are you talking about the shot from behind yeah where you see his right um where you see america's ass yeah yeah and then even in the panel below it after he throws the shield like that is absolutely not how that would go the the shield itself even looks flat like yeah you're right I i don't buy the shield Mm-hmm. And no, but what you said, Julie, is key. He's a mimic. That's what I was thinking. It's like, or, or like a parrot. Like, he can say the words, but he doesn't know what the words mean. And for yeah, like, most right. of the time, it he can fool us. But there's times like that where you, where you go, oh, he actually doesn't know what he's doing. He's just copying yeah. other comic book artists. Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> your inker can only save you so much. Like, if I was inker in this case, like, if you, his, America's ass is just a big black splotch and it's like mm. ugh, i can't well, even like, imagine how horrendous the pencils look underneath this well like if you jump to digital page nine which is original page six the the shot of the hulk jumping out of that flying doohickey thing like that's a good page like the hulk's running in one direction then the next panel he's smashing the other then the way he's falling out that's good I, i'm pretty sure that's been swiped but i mean all that looks really good so there's no holes there uh, and then as you flip through, yeah, it's like almost everything looks good. But once in a while, there'll be a panel that pops out where you're like, oh, this this is where he couldn't mm-hmm. find a reference. So he, he just went from memory and it's crap, you know? Yeah. Right. And the, the weird thing to me, too, is like so when he messes up, it's like you don't even understand where he's coming from. Like yeah. the Captain America <laughs> thing. Like, well what was the post supposed to be? <laughs> right. Like, like right. It, it looks like cap is like mid like flapping like a bird Uh uh in that like his arms are coming back up to like flap down yeah the the shield even is like a a cardboard like like a a kid's drawing on a Uh a piece of cardboard that they cut out to play captain america like there's no shape or weight to it right right so yeah i i when it works it really does work and when it's broken it, it's really busted <laughs> uh-huh and you think that joe sinnott would go in and add some shading to that but i guess he just didn't i don't know maybe he missed that yeah or maybe he was just trying to out a colleague for being like an absolute horrendous artist yeah yeah because like Possibly. look i am the queen of petty and that is exactly what i would do <laughs> mm. so yeah okay so basically like i said i did enjoy reading it but it's not a great mm-hmm. comic so I think I would recommend it only on the basis of like it's fun while it lasts, but then as soon as it's over, you forget about it. In fact, yeah, you forget about it instantly, like we all did. So, uh, um, Andrew, <laughs> uh-huh. what's your take on this issue? Would you recommend it? I give it two thumbs in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel like I, yeah, I in. guess. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go out of my way to recommend it to somebody. But I mean, like, if you're looking for something to do, it's 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 an okay read. There you go. Okay, uh, Josh, what do you think? Uh, I don't think I would. Like, I, I the art is fun. There's some really great panel stuff. Like, um, small little details too that, that kind of make it good. But the story for me uh, ends up like flopping. 
Right. But 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 there is some there is some really fun stuff. So like I don't know. I wouldn't I wouldn't knock this comic out of somebody's hand if they were reading it. But <laughs> I would I, would, I would I wouldn't go out of my way to like tell somebody to read it. Right. Okay. GI Jolie. No. <laughs> or is the question would we recommend it? The answer is no. Yeah. There are other plague stories that are a trillion times better that you can reference that'll heal your soul. Mm -hmm. Yep. I uh, can't argue with that. Okay, so now we are going to move on to Marvel 2-in-1 Annual, Josh. You like annuals. Oh. Why don't you summarize this I one? I love annuals. Yippee! <laughs> uh so Marvel 2-in-1 is pretty similar to Marvel Team-Up that we've been reading, um, except for it's the thing that is constantly um, uh, like having his own adventures with characters that are kind of uh, appearing one by one. Um, and this one we start off with the thing posing for his girlfriend Alicia, who is a sculptor, and she's um, doing some... You know, they're just kind of like goofing around. There's some cute moments. They're having like a little, you know, date kind of thing. And then this weird bug alien just kind of beams himself into the room and offers the thing to, uh, you know, be part of a uh, a wrestling match, an alien wrestling mm -hmm. match. And the thing refuses. And this alien goes, okay, no hard feelings. And he shakes his hand and he steals him anyway. And then after that, we kind of cut to a bunch of other heroes also being taken away. We have uh, Thor. We have Doc Samson. Uh, we have Submariner, Colossus, Sasquatch. Um, and, then, and then we also have a quick moment with Scarlet Witch in the Vision, which I thought was kind of interesting. And um, the Vision... Uh, he, he he originally comes to get uh, get the vision, but the vision is dis immediately disqualified because he's a synthetic organism, and the right. alien didn't realize that at first. Which I I thought was really interesting because I, I I was originally grasped by this because I thought that they were going to have the vision be the hero and come and save them at the end of the issue. Mm. But that never came up again. It was just this weird thing that they put in because annual. Right, they gotta right, fill right, it. Right, it's an annual. We need more heroes. Uh -huh. So, um, <laughs> so then we're uh, we're introduced to this uh, celestial called the Champion, mm -hmm. who woof uh, <laughs> looks like this. Buzz, uh, your girlfriend. Yeah, <laughs> he he's uh, he's this like '80s you know wrestler. <laughs> In uh, a, a celestial body, he's got this like crazy '80s like orange hairdo and tights, and this like gold champion belt around him. He pretty much tells all these heroes that um, he's gonna hook them up with some trainers. He's gonna have them train, and then he's gonna box them one on one. And uh, it's pretty much them all training and then fighting them one-on-one -on -one and they all lose and once they lose they're shipped back to Earth and then the thing by the end of the comic uh, fights the champion and he does end up losing but he doesn't get knocked out through all the rounds and there's this weird message about how even though he lost he's still a winner because he 
his spirit didn't lose, and then he, and then the champion beams him back to Earth, anyways. Afterwards, <laughs> and the comic pretty much says, "Wow, this this is uh this is perhaps the greatest battle of his life." And the knowledge will help ease the pain of his broken limbs in the long, hard months that follow. Are you kidding me? I, I don't understand what this comic is about. What, what are they trying to tell me? I, I, I what's the message? What is the story? No, nothing happens. They just, they just are introduced to this dude, and he beats them all up, and then sends them back to, back to Earth, and says, "Have fun, like trying to feel better after this." Well, so this is clearly, I mean, you know, G.I. Jolene, G.I. Jolie and I have talked about this for years about how our pet peeve is those people that have those conversations in comic shops about, you know, who would win in a fight, Wolverine or James Bond, you know, and that's all, all right. this really is, is like, who would win in a fight between, and they just have everybody fight. Now, yeah, right. But the, the, the thing is, though, that could be an interesting thing, I guess, but they didn't, they didn't pit these heroes up against each other. Right. They that would have been better. They just have this... Right, they just have this dude standing right. there punching them. Right. He doesn't have any powers except for punching them. You're right, yeah, like, and it's all—it's actually it's kind just... of. You're right. It's kind of a wasted opportunity because this guy not only is—is is this his first appearance, but he looks like a jackass, right? <laughs> he does. Like, if you're gonna have someone stronger than almost every character in the Marvel universe, why make it this guy? You know, like, that's right. got to be my pick for. I was gonna say ugliest costume, but Wonder Man's costume is uglier, so this is second ugliest Wonder costume. Wonder Man's pretty bad, yeah. yeah. Um, although I gotta say, as I've said before, I think Tom DeFalco arguably is the best mimic of Stan Lee's style of dialogue. So I actually found the dialogue pretty enjoyable. Like, yeah, there I, are some I, fun parts. Yeah, and and the art is pretty good. Ron Wilson's, a, I think he did almost every issue of Marvel Two and One. He's a good artist. So I actually enjoyed reading this, even though it amounted to almost nothing. Right. Um, but G.I. Julie, you want to know your impression of this comic? <laughs> well, I mean, I don't hate, um, uh, I don't hate a gigantic brawl if you're mm. going to give me something. And it started off like relatively strong. Mm -hmm. We get like, like Josh said, we get this like fun um, slice of life, couple pages with him and the blind artist Alicia and then <clears throat> suddenly he gets thrown into this battle where you have like Colossus the Hulk Submariner freaking Sasquatch I don't even know who that is and then Wonder Man and mm -hmm. <laughs> here's psychiatrist Leonard Sampson mm. like <laughs> yeah. I was in I was in and all my money was on freaking Leonard Sampson because I was like I never heard of this dude He's a psychiatrist. He's obviously most powerful. He will talk his way out of the ring. And I thought they were just going to have a big, like, an actual, I should have known better, like an actual graceful, logical smash up. No. Uh, once, it, once, once I saw the champion, I closed the window, the tab that I was reading it. I was so angry. One, Federation rules are no metal handcuffs. So violator <laughs> supreme but like i just after that i was like okay so they're not gonna do what i hoped that they would do and they're never gonna do it never um and like people who want to see a big superhero brawl are also gonna be pissed off probably as much as me about this lousy annual again mm -hmm. 
bringing superheroes together to not tell me anything at all. Right, right. Ugh. Yeah. I, I would rather them not have any action, not have any fights, and just have have the thing and Alicia go out on a date. That would be more interesting because there'd be huh, more yeah. character things happening. Like the, I'd read 34 I, I would pages of that for something. sure. Yeah. I would you know, read 34 pages of that. Absolutely. Yeah. That's the thing, you know, uh, whatever. I, I've spoken too much. Uh, Andrew, what do you think? <laughs> um, okay, so uh, um, against everyone else, I'm, I'm a big fan of, of like the villain, the typical villain who's so sure of himself that he can just like round up the toughest people in the universe and be like, okay, let's fight. Um, but then that was kind of um, – kind of went the other direction there when he started just using a bunch of technicalities to get rid of everybody. Yeah, like, right, like the Hulk. Yeah. That was that was a cheat he's when like, he just got rid of the Hulk. That was crap. Yeah, he's like, I'm gonna fight everybody. Wait, you're a robot. Uh, no, it doesn't count. Oh, you're the Hulk. No, it doesn't count. Whatever, yeah. right? And you're like, oh, yeah. and then he just wins by getting everybody to leave. And you're like, oh, right, okay. That... <laughs> yeah, but, that um, was yeah. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. No, you're right. It's like even on that level, it was disappointing. It's like if you're going to do this issue, have him fight the Hulk, you know? Yeah, why not? Yeah. There um, was a, I think it was near the end, there was a really cool panel of the Hulk and he was like tearing through the gloves or whatever. And that was mm-hmm. just because he's, he's still ready to go. And it's, it's mm-hmm. kind of a, it's a really cool moment. Well, so anyway, here's the thing. Uh, let's talk about the art quickly. I did. Sure. I really do like the art. Like Ron Wilson's a guy I never really came across when I was a kid. But the more I see his art, I mean, I think he's a fine, you know, artist. Uh, any thoughts, guys? I, I, there are like I, sixty inkers on this book. Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> say the art seems like it changes throughout for me. I didn't notice that. You're right. Um, it, it really. It, it feels inconsistent because it is yeah not that it yeah not that it not that it's like i don't know not that there's any that stand up that are really bad but it's just jarring jarring. like especially when you go uh, i don't have the digital uh, i don't have the digital pages here but um (laughs) when the thing is fighting the champion near the end he's Mm. introduced he like throws a couple of punches in and then the next page like the thing goes from being I don't know if it's just the 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 photocopy for this one page, but the thing looks like like yellow instead of orange. Mm-hmm. Like his inking, his inking is like really thin lines instead of like the the thick um, the thick shading and right. shadowing. Like it, it completely jumps, almost like a different comic, and then cuts how it's been the rest of the issue. Yeah, you know what? I think you're talking about digital 43 uh, to digital 44. You're right. It's almost like everything. The paper even changes, it looks like. Like, all of a sudden, he's a brighter shade of yellow. The inking is different. Yeah, everything's different. But I guess, again, this shows the importance or, yeah, of an inker. Like, if you go to the the next page, digital 45, the inking is actually really good on this page. Mm -hmm. It's uh, really the fluid and organic, but... Yeah, and then the next page when Champion punches punches him and the thing is flying over backwards, that's a great shot, you know? Mm-hmm. But then if you go to the very, very last two pages, or no, sorry, not yeah, the very last page when the thing falls forward, that inking is garbage. 
I mean, it's pretty sloppy, you know? Right. So, yeah, definitely inconsistent. But I think underneath it, you can see that Ron Wilson's a good penciler. Right. I think, anyway. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay, now yeah. here's a question. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, this this whole premise is so confusing to me. Is this on an alien planet? Is that what we're supposed to, that's what I, we're I supposed to so, gather yeah. from this, right? Yeah. Why are Why is it just humans in the crowd? Why? Why is it just dudes uh, watching this? <laughs> what? I guess. How because did the they X-Men... put it in the papers all around the world? Oh, yeah. Okay. No, tickets, wait a minute. Right? No, it's in Madison Wasn't Square a... Garden. Oh, Isn't they it? did. Yeah, it's in Madison. Wasn't Square that a Garden. thing where they could actually buy tickets That's to go right. see it? Yeah. That's right. You're right. You're right. There's a whole panel devoted to a box office scene. Right. <laughs> And then like, there's, scalpers uh, and everything. there's a scene where Cyclops and Wolverine are trying to kind of like break through and yeah. So there's definitely, it's on earth. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, basically this story could have been done and it could have been improved if there was like greater stakes. Like maybe whoever wins, like it, it has a greater purpose to the story. But in this case, it's just him fighting them. And it's like you said, it's like you get to the end. It's like, okay, what is this? Is, is this supposed to be like Rocky where we admire him because he didn't get knocked down? And like, that's the lesson of the story. I don't know. Space not... Rocky. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I didn't. Okay. So I did enjoy, again, it's very similar. I enjoyed reading this, but it's not really a good story. Uh, Jolie, what do you think? Uh, that's what I think. <laughs> <sighs> honestly that's it i just oh god andrew what's your review <laughs> uh, it was uh, yeah like you said it was like a space rocky it, it's fun kind of but then once you get into this parts where he starts just kind of like banning everybody you're like okay that's mm-hmm. kind of you know, like the first appearance of this guy he's like this super massive supposed to be like legendary space fighter and then he just kind of like blows everybody off and you're like oh so I, I think there could have been more done in that aspect yeah right it, it's also weird too like he he is gigantic right like he's like a mm-hmm. foot and a half taller than Thor when we see them face off against each other and yeah. like he he's supposed to be a celestial, right? Like, he he's the uh, what, he's the god of well, no, like champions. He, no, he's he? not a celestial. He is an elder of the universe. Elder, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so wait, what's that? The diff- isn't isn't okay. that a celestial though? Isn't no, a celestial no, like no, an elder no, of the no. universe? No, a celestial is a specific race of aliens that like judge the earth every like hundred thousand years or whatever. Elders of the universe uh, okay. is like a whole other group of people. Oh, uh, okay. It's easy to get them mixed up though, understandable. Okay. Um <laughs> yeah. And I don't know what else to say about this. I'll just say I, I think my my assessment of Tom DeFalco is that he knows how to do fun. He knows how to do like superhero hijinks, but he has right. absolutely no aspirations to making something good you know what i mean it's like right. or like serious <laughs> like like he, he he knows the genre he knows how to do it but if you were to ask him if he was making art or making you know he would just be like no this is just this is trash you know that's mm-hmm. my take on him like i think he he's trying to make it good but not serious you know he's not trying to make serious literature here that's for sure yeah 
Uh, so Ooh, yeah, but, Andrew, would you okay. recommend this? Yeah, why not? I think it was fun. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was fun too. It was fun, but not. Yeah, and like we said, it's not. It's not going to win any awards, but it's definitely fun. Yeah. And uh, quickly to to answer your question, uh, Jolie Sasquatch is uh, one of the members of Alpha Flight. Um, oh, it's the, the Canadian Avengers. Excellent. Yeah. He still lost. Whatever. Yeah, he did. <laughs> okay, so yeah, I just. We're <laughs> still recovering from that awful party city awake he's wearing. Mm-hmm. <sighs> <sighs> Sorry. Next. <laughs> okay, so now we're going to jump to Incredible Hulk 277. Uh, Andrew, what All do you right. think? You want to summarize well, this for us? <laughs> uh, this is going to be the Sparks Notes version, but uh, feel free to fill in the blanks here. But... Uh, yeah, so basically Bruce Banner, the Hulk, gets captured by this this group of, of uh, I don't want to call them mutants, uh, but villains, I suppose, uh, called the UFOs. Right. And, uh, you know, everybody, it kind of cuts around to show everybody's reaction to this because they're broadcasting it live all over the world. And most people are kind of startled about it. And they're like, oh, no, we got to go kind of find them and help them. But they can't, they can't find them. Um but yeah, they basically the whole thing is they're pretty much mad at Bruce Banner for something to do with their rocket ship failure, and then they gave them powers, and they're mad, and uh, yeah, and then he just it's the whole comics just everyone kind of trying to find him, and uh, eventually they do, and they're like, oh, let go of our friend. And then they get him down, and then uh, he uses strength to beat up uh, everything. <laughs> well, you know what? I got to say, I actually really enjoyed this comic, okay? It's got the same writer, Bill Mantlo, as the other Hulk story we read this week. But the art is by our pal, Sal Buscema. And he's a classic Marvel artist. And I don't know if it was because he, it was him, or I don't know what it was, but everything... Like, this is ridiculous. Let's be clear. This is not, again, this is not literature, but I really enjoyed reading this comic because it felt like everything gelled, everything fit together, you know? And yeah. I, like these, I like these characters. I've always liked these characters just from seeing them in Marvel Universe, the UFOs. And I love how they <laughs> explain their origin. And I think it's so awesome how, we, how they talk about how they purposely try to mimic the accident that gave the FF, the Fantastic Four, their powers. But then Bruce Banner, you know, realized he was they were do they were doing it, so he intervened and then crashed the thing. But they still got powers, and he's like, "But we were no longer human. The cosmic rays had given us that power which we sought. Since I, millionaire industrial Simon Utrecht, had financed the flight, we called ourselves the UFOs. <laughs> like it's so <laughs> it's just classic, Silly. ridiculous, yeah, superhero fun. But it totally works. And and for me, I'm again, it's Sal Buscema, such a good storyteller. You know, and then you get to the end and you even get this really cool moment because, you know, there's nothing I like better than an ending like this where it's just, sure, they're just fighting, but it's clever the way that he uses all their powers against them. And then at the end, 
And he's like, that's your third and last mistake, Vector. You've made me extremely mad. And one characteristic of my being the Hulk is that the madder I get, the stronger I get. And then he actually breaks both of his hands and says, three strikes and you're out. And that's the end. It's just a shot of them all laying there, all defeated around him. And it's just like, wow. If you're going to do like a silly superhero story, to me, this is exactly how you do it. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Josh? Yeah, I I definitely enjoyed this one the best out of uh, the rest of the uh, the issues. I really like that we didn't have to stop and retell everything that happened last issue. It was sure. done like through the story, right. um, with with the UFOs kind of uh, having this like uh, broadcast showing all the other heroes. So it felt natural. We didn't have to like stop the action to you know have like two or three pages of you know flashbacks mm-hmm. um it was kind of interesting to see the the other heroes see this broadcast and not be able to do anything because i feel like that's sometimes some of the trouble of having this huge universe with all of these heroes it's like why didn't any of these other heroes come in to help help you Sure. Like you're all in New York, most of you. Like, why? Why hasn't anybody swung in to help Spider-Man more often when he's you know fighting right. Doc Ock and trying to save Black Cat? So this is kind of like a nice little explanation as to like why nobody can go help the Hulk, sure. especially when it's being broadcasted everywhere. But I will say, I felt like maybe it was just a little too long. Um, really? Yeah, it, it it was the first what six pages. Six or yeah, six or seven pages was just all of the other heroes reacting and saying, oh, we can't do anything." Sure, sure. <laughs> um, and then after that, we are introduced to this new character that I've never heard of before. Um, Breet. Yes, I- I've never heard of her before. She is just kind of thrown into the story, and is her her whole deal is briefly explained in just like a couple of little word panels. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then she just kind of becomes one of the main heroes saving, uh, saving Bruce Banner. I, I mm-hmm. don't know why she's on this gamma radiation base with them. Why she's on scene. I, I don't know why she hasn't helped earlier. Mm-hmm. Cause they're already there. It's because her purse contains a spatial diso- disorder, obviously. Well, that's why the that's why the robots all popped out. But like, why? But like, why is she there to begin with? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I don't know she she's an interesting character, and I, I like the idea that she's like this alien artist mm-hmm. creating these like abstract robots. But if you know, like, oh, if if my creations must be used to fight to save the day i guess that's what i'll do like i know it's kind of an interesting thing but we don't really get to explore it we don't really get to explore her she just kind of sends them out frees the hulk and then the hulk uh ends up saving the day at the end um we there's a couple of panels where these robots are fighting the ufos but like they're they're defeated really quick and then hulk has to come in um, I do really like how um, we have also Bruce Banner and Hulk being one mm-hmm. and having the strength of the Hulk and then the brain of Bruce Banner and actually him actually like defeating his foes through his wit. Right. Like, yeah, he he is 
just kind of punching a lot, but he's defeating them, um, you know, by putting the two together because he knows that they'll react. They won't react well together and, and one gets melted away and he knows that the the other one, like his powers right. are, is coming from his hand blast. So he like yep. breaks his hand so he can't I use them. That. Like yep. it, it really, um, I like this version of the Hulk a lot better than, yes. than the, the brainless Hulk having dinner with his weird roommates. <laughs> yeah. Like that dumb version of the Hulk Hulk smash is good uh, only to laugh at. Yeah. I don't like that version of the Hulk. Yeah. Um, by himself by himself i i think there's some fun stuff with the hulk being the caveman hulk with other characters when he's not the main hero right but when when we're following just him and he he's like caveman the entire time right i'm done i don't want to i don't want to read this yep so definitely Um, uh uh, nice seeing the professor banner professor hulk uh andrew is this woman oh sorry go ahead julie is this woman betty who is she Funny enough, this is his love. Like, this is his Mary Jane Watson. Like, he eventually mm-hmm. marries Betty. And the characterization of her in this issue is she's a total bitch. So I don't know <laughs> where that comes from well, or where where that goes. But later in life, she gets much nicer. <laughs> yeah, because, like, the, well, that's the thing is, like, what Josh was saying, I don't know what Breed is for. It's like, well, it's clearly to argue with this Betty woman who wants to just <laughs> sacrifice Bruce. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So yeah, well, Julie, yeah. So overall, what's your impression then? Garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Throw it in the river. <laughs> All right. Okay, uh, Andrew. <laughs> um, I, I I think it was interesting seeing everybody's kind of standpoint on whether they they either seem to like or hate the Hulk, uh, right. with the exception of Namor being kind of in the middle. She's right. kind of like, eh, whatever. But. Right. Uh, yeah, it was cool because people either wanted him safe or dead. So them all trying to work together, but, you know, in their own little separate ways, um, trying to help him out. But, um, uh, oh, I forgot what the other part I was going to say. But yeah, no, it was, it was, it was really cool seeing how everything kind of, kind of came together and how, um, yeah, in the end, like you were saying, he kind of used his, his brain instead of necessarily his his just brute strength to kind of best his his foes mm-hmm. so Jolie, you got nothing out of this um, no i mean <laughs> i want to see all this woman's purses she came from a planet like an intergalactic planet i want a series that's this woman <laughs> but like most comics i know they're just gonna f that up anyway so um it's it's not that i didn't get anything out of it it just there wasn't <sighs> i don't know it's it's just it's not believable for me it's not believable that the hulk is in peril this much mm-hmm. um but i well, guess i just don't really understand his like he, the difference between how he controls his human state and transforming into the what do they call him all the time the emerald isles giant. no um yeah emerald the uh, yeah the jolly green giant or whatever yeah <laughs> they don't really like it's not i can't fully reconcile the amount of danger he's potentially in or out of yeah cuz it seems like he's <laughs> he's either not good enough for uh, a big brawl or he's you know he can't be rescued twice now like hmm I, I don't know. 
Well, what did you think of the UFOs? Stupid. Vector, vapor, x-ray, and ironclad. Um, I definitely wanted to see more of them. Mm. Um, but I think it's also kind of it's just funny to want to see this is just maybe it's just me. Like I want to see the Hulk or the thing on a date. I want to see the son of Satan curled up on the couch with a freaking gargoyle watching a tube television. Like that's what I want. Yeah, and I agree. This is what I'm getting. Well, <laughs> um, the, yeah, the UFOs are cool. I just wish they would have. Maybe they could have spent more time on them. I don't know. Um, I always complain whenever they spend two, more than two pages on backstory. So right. it was like an appropriate amount, but I mean, uh, uh, I don't know. They look cool. Very. That's about it. Like that. That the thing about comics is just, it's just a bunch of shit that looks cool. Sometimes. Like with words that are pretty intelligible. You I mean know. mainstream superhero comics when you say that, right? <laughs> Correct. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Andrew, do you love or do you like or do you hate the UFOs? The UFOs? Um, I if if I were to be given one of their powers, I wouldn't oppose. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you I want to be like, no thanks. I'll just keep on being me. But yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but it's you know they're, they're pretty cool. I guess the whole mm. the whole backstory thing though, like Julie was saying, kind of takes you out of it because they're like, oh, we, now we captured Bruce Banner. Here's our backstory. But he's like, you know, I already know you guys. You don't need to explain it. I was there. Right. And then so yeah, it was a little long re-explaining that. But you know, as far as as villains goes, they're not the not the not, not the best. Yeah, well, you know, yeah, not the best, but I think they're definitely cool as like a one-off or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um okay, so yeah. yeah, like I definitely recommend this. It was definitely the most fun of the bunch, and I, I got to say it uh, this actually makes me want to read more Hulk comics especially if they're drawn by Sal Buscema I'm definitely going to read more um, but Andrew do you recommend this comic you know what I do awesome. I do it yeah Jolie do you recommend this comic um, if I if the last three comics in the world were this comic annual number 11 mm-hmm. and two and one number 7 I would recommend this comic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. I, yeah. It's okay. It's not terrible, but it's like, mm, I'm not like super, I'm not obsessed with Hulk. Let's just say that. Like right. once, once I read, I need to be, I, I need to read something that makes me obsessed with the Hulk and this didn't do it. Right. I'll agree with that. Um, uh, so yeah. I've got a question. Sure. Oh. Maybe, maybe I'm just forgetting were the UFOs using something to like scramble the broadcast yes. so they couldn't fi- so nobody could figure out where Hulk right. was? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. they were okay. Yes. Okay. I they just thought to make of sure. that. Yeah, there's no plot holes in this comic. Come on. Anyway, um... right. I, I'm just. <laughs> I'm. I don't know. I'm just saying. They they were trying to find the Hulk. And all these all these superheroes were thinking like, oh, where could the Hulk be? Yeah. Where? Mm, let me think real hard. And they they couldn't think. Not Doctor Strange. Not Professor X. Not Spider. And nobody could think. Maybe the Gamma Lab. Hey, maybe they. Yeah. Hey, maybe the Gamma Radiation Lab. Do you think maybe Bruce Banner 
the 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 doctor, the scientist who who studies gamma radiation. Do you think maybe he's in the gamma lab? <laughs> yeah, you know, you know lab he works in. It, it, it would he's not the Hulk. <laughs> it probably would have been better to just cut that part out. Like you said, yeah. it's like they always have to explain why no one's helping them. They should have just not mentioned it, and then no one would question it, right? Right. Anyway, um, so yeah, uh, this was this week was a little bit different, obviously, because we didn't get much Spidey. So uh, yeah, I don't know, I don't know, Andrew, how much Spidey you were expecting, but you didn't get much this uh, week. Yeah, but sorry about that. I definitely appreciate I, you joining us. I was us. expecting some. Yeah. <laughs> well, have you on? In three comics, I think there was three panels. So. Okay, tell you what. Next time you're on, if you're if you're if you're not scared away, then we'll we'll get some regular issues of Spidey in there for you. How's that? <laughs> I you did know, still enjoy you, it, but, but sure. But remember, you asked for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because because they're not always good there either. That's true. That's true. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, Josh, you can take it from here. All right, uh, we, we want to thank you guys for listening. Uh, if you like the podcast, it really helps when you leave a review over on Apple Podcasts or drop us a comment or a tweet. Uh, you can reach us over at, at HCT Spidercast or at Comic Syndicate over on Twitter and pretty much anywhere else you can find us at, at the, the Comic Book Syndicate. Uh, we want to keep this conversation going, so please keep in touch. Awesome, that's right. And every week we do a batch of Bronze Age Spidey comics in roughly chronological order. And lately mm -hmm. we've been uh, switching up and uh, covering some crossovers, which we did this week. Next week, we'll be back to our regularly scheduled Spider-Man comics. So until next Monday, this has been Here Comes the Spider-Cast. See you then. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.